know that female athletic trainers are making an impact in the National Football League and other professional sports. Once considered a male-dominated profession, currently 53% of the National Athletic Trainers Association are women and eight are currently full-time employees of the NFL, each of which are pioneering our profession to new heights and opportunities. Hello and welcome to the Youth Sports Safety Update, produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program, or JSMP in Jacksonville, Florida. JSMP is a nonprofit advocacy and prevention program partnered with local schools and sports programs to provide best practices for safety in sports. JSMP is dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and prevention. Your host today is Jim Mackey, JSMP Administrative Consultant and a seasoned athletic trainer. Please subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at jaxsmp.com for more information about youth sports safety. Joining us today is one of those eight female athletic trainers who works full-time in the NFL. She currently serves as an assistant athletic trainer with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Please welcome Cassie Attell. Welcome, Cassie. Thanks so much, Jim. I'm really, uh, I really appreciate you having me today. Okay, it's our pleasure. All right, well, first thing I want to do is just tell us a little bit about your story. Give us a little background about who you are and where your journey began and what you're currently doing. Yeah, so um, I, like you said, I'm currently a associate athletic trainer with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I did a my undergrad degree at the University of North Florida here in Jacksonville, um, and then I went off and did my master's degree at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, where I worked with the women's volleyball and women's lacrosse teams up there. Um, during my time at UNF, I actually did a um, internship here with the Jacksonville Jaguars as a student as one of my clinical rotations um, and was the first female athletic trainer they actually let in the training room. So that was pretty cool and, and a unique experience. Um, and then came back after grad school um, and was hired on as a seasonal and then uh, was promoted to full time. All right. So what was the time where you really knew you wanted to become an athletic trainer? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I actually fell into athletic training accidentally. Um, I grew up thinking I wanted to be a horse equine, you know, an equine physical therapist is what they called it. And when I told my counselor that, they said, well, that doesn't exist. So you either be a vet or a PT. And um, I said, well, vet school doesn't sound that great. So I'll go to PT school. Um, and then when I when I looked at doing that, I found that, you know, I could either do exercise physiology or athletic training and said, ah, athletic training sounds great. Um, and it wasn't actually until I started the program and, and really started my time here with the Jaguars that I, that I really kind of settled into that's what I wanted to do. So um, that's why I went off and pursued my master's. So well, what were some of your thought processes um, in considering the NFL? Because um, how did you know or how did you think you would be a good fit uh, for this setting? with all the other settings that are out there? Yeah. So, so I did work at a high school. I worked at a, um, a college and obviously at UNC, I worked at the college and, and then was here. And, and I, I to be honest, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, it just kind of fit, you know, all the puzzle pieces kind of came together. I really enjoyed the staff that I worked with. I enjoyed the speed and the pace. I enjoyed the players and, and their level of dedication to the sport. Um, so I, I really just think it was the players and the staff and just the the environment here. And that's what really drew me to it um, versus in a college or a high school setting. Okay. So many of us would envision this as a very intense setting and that, but um, I know you got married a few years ago and 
But what, uh, how do you manage your, your life balance uh, in a setting like this? And any suggestions you think we could, we could learn from that would be helpful? Yeah, um, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've struggled with, um, especially in, in the last year. I kind of taken over being in charge of COVID for the Jaguars organization, which has been a huge struggle and a, a huge time intensive um, event really in my life, personally and professionally. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I would you know, encourage people to do, especially when you go into a profession like this is to really prioritize yourself. So, you know, prioritize things that make you happy, whether it's scripture, whether it's uh, working out, whether it's, you know, having a date night, anything like that, that you can kind of unwind from work and, and uh, those things that make you happy. Those are, those are big working out's big for me. And I know I feel a lot better when I personally feel better. And so that's been something that, that kind of keeps me on track. Have you noticed, um, with your own staff and with other staffs around the NFL, um, I guess giving some flex time and flex opportunities where you can kind of, uh, let's say, get out of there for a while uh, versus, um, you know, just being at the office all the time to, to address those life balance issues. Are you seeing a trend more favorable to that where I'll have to say from the old days, you just work to you work to you dropped? Uh, I do think there's more of a balance. I think definitely, you know, with the NFLPA kind of coming in and the players' lives being more balanced, I think that in, in turn the staff lives become more balanced and they prioritize that individual and, and you know, family time. Um, but, but it is still long hours. You know, I, I still think the shift is towards, you know, work a lot, <laughs> work 12, 14 hours a day, unfortunately, but definitely, you know, the shift with the players and, and, and their load and, and all of the research and stuff in terms of workload, that's, that's helped the, you know, the staff get some time off because the players get more time off. All right. All right. I'm going to ask you to be real vulnerable here. Um, Cause I'll share my story first. One of the things that I messed up on early as uh, even before I became a student athletic trainer, I was, um, kind of trying out to be a student athletic trainer. And I left the, what was called the coal bucket inside on a very hot day and an athlete went down. Um, but the athletic trainer was very uh, kind to me. And basically he just said, Jim, that can never happen again. And it never happened again, but it made me very conscious of that we do often fail. We make mistakes um, and yet they teach us uh, a great deal. So what would you say, where would would you be willing to share a, a personal failure or an obstacle or a challenge uh, that you've had uh, and that you've learned from? And why was it that important to you? Yeah. So I think one of the, the biggest ones that comes to mind is when I was at North Carolina, um, I had an athlete that had elbow, elbow bursitis, or we thought it was elbow bursitis. And, you know, you've seen elbow bursitis, you learn that it's not a big deal. You learn that you put some compression, you ice it, you know, it goes away. So an injury that's supposed to be pretty minor. Um, and she had been wearing a sleeve and kind of just came in, treated her one day like it was just any other elbow bursitis, you know, did some compression and, and, you know, ice did that kind of stuff. And in the middle of the night, I got a call that she was in the hospital and her bursitis had actually turned into an elbow infection. Definitely one of those things that I kind of overlooked at the time. Um, and, and, you know, looking back on that, it's so important to look for those signs of inflammation and, and to really, you know, treat each day and each injury as its own. So um, that's definitely something that stands, you know, that sticks with me and that reminds me, you know, every every person is an individual injury and every day is different. So kind of just take it day by day. 
That's exactly true. And sometimes we we look at the uh, things that are maybe most obvious and we mm-hmm. forget to look at the other little things. Had an athlete, um, you know, they're playing basketball. One, he elbows a, a guy in the mouth and his teeth are knocked out. So you kind of people look at that. Oh, my goodness, he knocked his teeth out. Well, until the athlete came to me uh, later on and showed me his elbow, that he'd actually been uh, uh, the teeth had gone into the elbow. And so he oh, developed no. an he developed an infection, and we sent him to the to the to the doctor, and he had a like a three day course of antibiotics uh, at the hospital. But um, so you don't get all excited, don't get distracted by the the blood and the teeth and all those other things, and realize there are a lot of other things that are going on in the situation that we all learn from. So great great insights there, and uh, I had to share with you a couple of stories here too. Um, so what is something that you wish you knew along the way before you got there? Uh, meaning to the NFL? Yeah, I mean the NFL, yeah. Or just in athletic training itself. Yeah, um, I guess hmm, that's a hard question. So to think about something that I wish I knew, I, I think I don't think I realized how hard athletic training was, um, you know, just in terms of, you know, how diverse it can be and, and all of the roles that you, you, you know, you fill a lot of times, depending on the setting, right. You're the guidance counselor, you're the athletic trainer, you're the mom. If you go off to college and you're an athletic trainer with a sports team, you know, so I, I think being adaptable and, and how important adaptability is in athletic training is something that I wish I knew earlier on. Um, not that it would change my role or change my decision or change anything that I've done, but I think, you know, just learning to be adaptable and especially as a woman in a male dominated sport, there's a lot of things that I have to be adaptable on, right. You know, in terms of, um, locker room situations or clothing situations, even anything simple like that, you know, it's all about adaptability. So, you know, I I think the importance of being adaptable, both professionally and personally, you know, kind of being in this role is is something that, that I've, that I've really learned. (laughs) And I wish maybe I would have started learning a little bit earlier. That's, that's great insight. Yes. Uh, Adaptability, flexibility, awareness, um, all those things are very important uh, along the way there. can you think of any resources that you might want to share with us that um, would help us along the way? Maybe books you benefited from or, or wisdom from a mentor that has helped shape you in your career. Um, so one of the books that I've really enjoyed from a professional level, um, and, and I guess it's a book and a course, is I really enjoyed um, the Mulligan Mobilization Books and Techniques um, and their whole mindset, that's really helped to shape me from a professional level. Um, and a lot of the things that I do and, and think and, and treat and all of those types of things. So I think those are, those are really big for me. I'm not a huge reader, so I haven't read anything that's, you know, really inspirational, you know, uh, to me as a, as a person, you know, I kind of find that in, in quotes and sayings and things like that. Um, but, but definitely from a professional level, those are, those are some resources that I use. I've heard a lot about the energy that you bring to the NFL that you brought into the athletic training room uh, as a student trainer, as a as a, um, a seasonal intern and that. But what what's something people would really like to know about you that that motivates or that drives you as an athletic trainer? 
I think it's the players, to be honest. Um, they're, you know, just, just watching somebody and, and just their appreciation for what you do. You know, it, athletic training is very much a, a serving profession. You know, you serve the athletes that you treat and, and you serve the guys that come in each and every day. And, 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 you know, and, and it's amazing to get a little bit of appreciation. You know, you don't always get blessed in any profession really to get a thank you or, or to get the appreciation and, and for them to understand how much work that you do and, and you put into that or the thought process and everything that you do. And and so I think, you know, that little bit of appreciation and, and those players and, and watching them and, and excelling on the field, I think that's what drives me as an athletic trainer. Very good. Uh, JSMP is a sports safety advocacy group, so I'm going to ask you a safety question. Uh, prevention is one of our keynotes um, uh, areas that we focus on as athletic trainers. And so, what uh, what safety? Uh, what's the importance of safety for young athletes and parents, to, coaches to be aware of that you're you're noticing? Uh, you're at the professional level in the NFL, but what what? Safety is very uh, basic, paramount uh, to what we do. But what what do you see as some of the most important guidelines there? I think the two biggest things that really come in, especially in football um, and in sports, especially being in Florida, one is heat and two is concussions. Um, those are two really big things that I just think, you know, can be really prevented based on education or, you know, can be the 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 effects can be lessened um, by just some educational pieces. So I think, you know, as a parent or a young athlete or, you know, a coach or anything like that, just being informed as you can, you know, with the, with the right information. I know you guys put out a lot of great stuff in terms of heat illness and concussions and, and all of that information. So I think, you know, being informed is, is the best way to be safe. Yes. Well, our profession is now 53% uh, female how has that encouraged you and, and where do you see our profession heading or uh, what opportunities lie ahead uh, for the female uh, population? Yeah, it's been something that's been incredible for me to see. You know, I'm, I'm a young professional and, you know, and I haven't been doing this for tons of years. But um, when I first started here as a, as a female intern back as a student, I remember, you know, looking across the field and there were no women anywhere ever. Um, you know, Sonia was the biggest one at the time. I think there were three uh, full-time female athletic trainers at the time and very few opportunities beyond that in terms of internships or students or anything like that. And so I remember being on the field almost every week at game days and it was all men. <laughs> and it's been really empowering to see now, you know, we have several women on staff in terms of, you know, we have a seasonal athletic trainer, women's students, uh, nutritionists all sorts of people that work on our staff um, from a support side uh, just to be able to, you know, to, to be here and to have that opportunity is, is incredible, but it's been really great to kind of see the transition year after year. And um, I think there's more of that on the way. Exactly. Well, you are a woman, as you said, and you're working with male dominated sports. So what, what are some of the challenges you mentioned a little bit, but what are some of the challenges that you face, uh, working in that type of culture and environment? I think a lot of times you just work with people that don't necessarily know, you know, you, you work in a male dominated profession and, and that's what these guys are used to. And, and something that women in this setting have to realize is 
you know, these guys have grown up like this, whether it's the players, the coaches, the staff, most of these guys have been doing it for a very long time and have been kind of in this football bubble, whether it's wrong or right, you know, you're in this football bubble. Um, And so whether it's, you know, language that's used or, you know, the way that you go about things or, you know, how you carry yourself, all of that has been kind of shaped by this football bubble. And so, you know, as a woman, you know, kind of navigating that, you know, whether it's something as easy as clothing, you know, and and a lot of the equipment staff gets uncomfortable asking you, like, you know, what size clothing do you wear? Or, you know, what do you guys need? Or, or things as simple as that. Um, but I think a lot of the challenges just come from, you know, people just not knowing, not knowing what to ask, how to ask, what to say, what not to say, you know, and just kind of navigating that together as a staff, I think, is, um, is, is one of the biggest challenges that kind of arise on a daily basis. So I think you've already answered this, but what kind of advice would you share with um, females that are coming into this uh, setting or any setting, college, high school, professional, um, as a female um, in, in dealing with perhaps difficult situations? What, what two or three bullet points would you share with that uh, new grad, that young professional or that uh, master student as it is right now? I, I think the first piece of advice that I would give is not to go in with any expectations. Um, and that's the advice that I give to everybody. I think every situation is different. And as much as I could tell you all about my experience, I think every experience, every staff, every every team, every school, every, you know, wherever you are, everything's going to be different. So to go in there without expectations, so then you can fully, you know, engulf in that experience and take it for what it is, you know, not to compare it to other experiences, not to try and, you know, compare and contrast, but just to take it for what it is and and to go in without expectation. Um, I think the second piece um, is to kind of, you know, to, to work hard. Um, my, one of my mottos is to do it right the first time. So you don't have to do it again. Uh, and that really speaks true. And, and both athletic training and football is, is really kind of a common theme, but I think, you know, if you really do, you put your best foot forward. Um, you know, you give it a hundred percent, regardless if you feel a hundred percent that day and, and you really do, you do it better. The first, you know, you give the best you can the first time you can so that, you know, at, at the end of the day, you put it all out there and, and, done what I, whatever you've needed to do. So. Right. I think, uh, as you've said, go in there with, with, uh, if you say no expectations, uh, or unrealistic expectations and don't go in there blazing guns, blazing with some, with what you think it ought to be, or, well, this is the way it was at this place, or I think it ought to be this way because it's this day and age, but to, but to listen. And so those are great things mm-hmm. you're, you're sharing. And as I think one of your previous, uh, early mentors in the NFL, the two words I think he said to me was uh, hustle everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as long as you're moving and I know I've seen y'all on the practice field and y'all are hustling everywhere. There's no, uh, yeah, um, that's a common NFL saying is, you know, make a mistake at a hundred percent. It looks better than making a mistake at, you know, 50%. So. Right. uh, Because uh, you don't have, uh, you don't have that uh, leeway not to, you know, you make mistakes, but you don't really, every, everything is expected to be 100% right all the time, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so some want to, um, some young professionals want to, what I'd say, be there now, you know, why uh, it's my time, it's my right, it's my calling or whatever. How do you instill patience in those young athletic trainers? I mean, you had a great path where, you were in a program, then you were the student, and then you were an intern, and then that. But that doesn't happen for everybody. 
And uh, it could be in any setting. But what uh, lines of patience do you try and encourage in people? Yeah, I think that's a great point. And and that's one of the hardest things for me to explain to people, because you're right, I, I had a great path and kind of things fell in line for me at the right time. And, and so it's difficult for me to, you know, for, for people to see that and, you know, and not to think that that's exactly how this goes, right? You do an internship, the next year you get hired full time and, and you keep going. I think, you know, one of the biggest things to do kind of goes along with my last saying is, you know, just to go into things without expectation. I think, Everything happens for a reason. And I really do believe that. And so I think every experience, every person, every, you know, class that you take, all of those things are all, you know, setting the stage for for whatever and wherever you're supposed to be at that time. So, you know, as a young professional, for those that think they want to be there now, you know, I say be patient, you know, take all the classes, do everything that you need, you know, fill that time, that empty space that you sit there wishing and yearning for those you know, those big opportunities or to work in the NFL, you know, spend those times really preparing yourself. So whether you can take some CEUs, whether you can, you know, volunteer, whether you can do some internships, all of those things, you know, help you to network and really expand your reach and so that you're able to achieve those goals. The NFL is not for everybody, but what other opportunities or avenues would you encourage um, uh, male or female young athletic trainers to, to pursue? I, I think there's a ton of opportunities, um, it, you know, in terms of high school settings, college settings, you know, professional sports are, you know, just this really small little little chunk of opportunities for athletic trainers now. So, you know, I think you, tr- you try everything, to be honest with you. Um, that's the only way that you really figure out what you what you want to do. I think one of the one of the mistakes that I've seen a lot of young athletic trainers make is, you know, you ask them what they want to do and they say, I want to work in professional sports, but they've never done it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so how do you know what you want to do until you've been there and you've experienced that? I think it's really difficult. So, you know, I know one of the other up and coming things um, that actually one of our previous athletic trainers have kind of moved into is industrial athletic training and, and, and is working to kind of, do industrial athletic training. So I think there's, there's so many avenues, you know, whether it's clinics or, or sports or whatever it is that you want to do, that there's a ton of opportunities out there and available. Well, uh, we're not hold you to this next question, but uh, where would you like to be professionally in five to 10 years? If you're um, looking that far down the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get through tomorrow, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Living in the moment. Uh, yeah, uh, one day at a time. That's what I say. One day, if that's too hard, one foot in front of the other. <laughs> that's right. Um, no, but in the next five to 10 years, you know, it, it kind of depends. As a woman, I think that you know, I kind of balance this, you know, and, and being married, you know, I think I balance this, this, uh, this balancing act of, family and having kids and that kind of thing versus, you know, being a head athletic trainer. So, you know, three years ago, I would have said, I want to be a head athletic trainer in the NFL. And and now I kind of look at it and say, hmm, do I want to do this forever and and work this many hours? So, but I do think, you know, down the road, yeah, I do want to continue to make an impact. And I think being a head athletic trainer, especially as a female in the NFL would be phenomenal and and would make a big statement for, for all women and uh, all women professionals. So, so that's, that's where I'm gearing right now, but it could change tomorrow. (laughs) That's excellent. Excellent. Yeah. It's um, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds the future and uh, Mm -hmm. it's just got to, uh, um, 
let things let things play out. But yeah, uh, no, this has been great. I appreciate this uh, very much, and uh, things that can help give a lot of guidance uh, to our younger athletic trainers. And uh, anything else you'd like to uh, offer here as we kind of close out? Yeah, I think uh, the, the one piece that I leave you for is, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that will listen to this and, and want to be head athlete, or want to be, you know, athletic trainers in the NFL and want to pursue professional sports. And I think, you know, if that's really what you want to do, then, you know, apply places and, and put yourself out there and, and get experience as fast as you can in terms of an internship to figure out if that's really what you want to do. Um, and so, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and, and take a chance just so you can you know, test the waters and see if you want to come hang out here. So that's great. Well, thank you very much, Cassie. It's been a pleasure to speak with you today. We've been speaking with Cassie Attell, the associate athletic trainer with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode of Youth Sports Safety Update. JSMP is dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and prevention. Please share what you have learned and implement to make sports and those who participate safer. One way is to make sure your school or sports team is safely prepared is to have a certified licensed athletic trainer present. Please subscribe to our podcast, write a review, or for more information, go to our website at JAXSMP. The Youth Sports Safety Update is produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program. Your host and producer today is Jim Mackey. Join us again soon. Stay safe, and thank you very much.